0: Welcome back to episode three of Hashtag RealPod. I'm your host, Victoria Garrick, and today's guest is Perry Mattfeld. She's the star of the new CW hit series, In the Dark. So she's on the same network as Jane the Virgin, and her show is gonna be on Netflix soon. So if you love binge-watching great shows, make sure you look for hers called In the Dark. It's a hilarious drama. I don't know how that's possible, but she does it. You might even recognize her from her appearance on season eight of the Emmy award-winning show, Shameless. Not to mention, she has a huge billboard of herself, Plath, on Sunset Boulevard, she's killing the game. And I was so excited to bring an actress onto the podcast because I think athletes and actresses actually have so much more in common than we might think. So it was incredible to hear all about Perry's journey. We talk about the cutthroat, intense, rejection-filled culture of the entertainment industry, the mental games that happen during auditions and on set. And Perry opens up about how she learned to fully accept herself for who she is. And then lastly, her true secrets of fulfillment. I hope you enjoy listening to this episode. Make sure you subscribe and follow RealPod on Instagram so you can let me know what you think. Let's get started. I'm so happy that Perry's here today. I feel like I haven't seen you on this campus since I rushed sorority and... You, well, I guess you, I was your rush crush, or you were also mine. I was like, I love this girl. I want to be in her house. You're like
1: a Kappa cutie.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I remember when I first got in, you sent me, I think, a little letter and some cookies or something, and I was like,
1: oh, oh I, I made her. cookies. Yeah, you did. I remember that.
0: Yeah, and I, and I was just so pumped, because I thought you were super cool, and you were a song girl, and <laughs> yeah, all that fun stuff. Was that your
1: senior year? That would have been... Did you, you just graduated?
0: Yeah, that was your senior year, right?
1: Oh god, I'm old. I'm really old. You're not that old. I'm old. I I mean I am officially don't know anyone at S C anymore. So that's how you know. Yeah, that so is I used to for a while I knew some like the freshman like your your grade mm-hmm. was still sophomores, and then juniors, and then seniors, and so when I was looking at the Kappa Instagram, I, I, I recognized, I was like, oh, I still know her, I'm still relevant. I don't know anyone anymore, so. Yeah, I feel like
0: when you're younger... <laughs> I have no connections. <laughs> you know, well, everyone probably here knows you. I think we all no, know We all no. know the uh, people above us, the older <laughs> people, but then you start going to, like, I remember my senior year, I'm going to the frat parties, like, these people are children.
1: <laughs> it's, I... The fact that I thought I could do anything or that i thought you know i just remember even senior high school being like i'm a woman you know i'm i'm ready and i'm gonna get married and and (laughs) i'm 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 just like i was a (laughs) child i know that's still how i feel but i still yeah you're in so
0: when you left Mm -hmm. was your goal from there i want to be acting or were you doing some other job and then you went back to acting
1: no so i was a kid actor technically um uh, you can Google Wizards of Beverly Place and Franken and Girl, and yes, that's me. <laughs> yes, people rub it in my face all the time. Um, but so I, it was always really important for me to go to school, and I, a lot of actors in my acting program that I was in in high school, or that were you know working in the industry, that were kid actors, school wasn't like something that. Nobody asks on your auditions, you know, what classes you took in college. Like, no one really cares. But it was important for me um, just in terms of, like, development, I feel like. And um, so I took a full four-year break. And then after school, I did – I worked in a restaurant. And I was doing really, really crappy modeling jobs. And I was walking dogs and babysitting – and there were even a couple auditions I went on that I got parking tickets on, so I ended up leaving. With like, happens, <laughs> like my audition that I didn't get cost me about four hundred eighty dollars. Oh gosh, L. A. Um, so, uh, I, 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 mean, I was miserable, but working really hard, and I felt like I was, I felt like I was paying forward into what you know. At that time, did you have your current agent? So my senior year uh, at SC, we did our showcase and um, the BFA students are given about like 90 seconds to three minutes to do something. Like come up with something that showcases your talent. Which
0: and you don't get any guidance, no teachers. It's just up to you to decide. It's,
1: we have uh, one of the professors kind of walks you through it. And I, I remember my classmates had, we're all picking like the stuff from theater. And I had said I wanted to do a scene from Bridesmaids. And uh, that was not really the status quo, that's not what you do, it's a theater conservatory, you need to do something that is uh, from either Shakespeare or classical theater, or at least comes from a playwright, something. And I was like, I don't know, I kind of like really dig Chris and Wiig, I kind of want to do a scene from Bridesmaids. So I got a lot of backlash for that, um, but I did it and my agent brought me into, he was sitting in the audience at that LA showcase and he brought me into Innovative and he said, um, I walked into this big round conference table and, He said, this is Perry. She, I don't have a resume for her. I don't have a reel for her. She's not in a play right now. I have nothing to show you of her or for her, but um, I saw something in her 90 seconds and I would like you guys to trust me.
0: That's incredible. What scene
1: was it? Uh, it's the, you know, the toasting scene where they're, like, competing over, like, who's a better who's friend? Who's the best friend? She's, like, speaking of Consuelo. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, yes, yes, yes. Friend.
0: She's hilarious. so funny. I loved all of her SNL skits. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, it's,
1: and it's it's pretty scary to do comedy. I mean, that that's definitely, um, it's challenging. It's a it's, it's, uh, very in-your-face reflection of whether or not people are enjoying it, as if you hear audible laughter. So... It's it's scary to a lot of people, but I kind of just said I it's something I like. I don't know what it's going to come from it, but it's one of my favorite movies. I've seen it so many times, so I'm just gonna try. It. So from there, you go on the audition process, mm-hmm.
0: and did you feel like you had any preparation for how hard that was going to be from school, or did that just kind of slap you in the face? I mean, I don't
1: think that is incorporated into like theater training. Like I I had a meeting with a casting director today who goes out and does workshops for actors just. Like just specifically on how to audition because the audition process is so different from what it's like to be on a set. But that is the 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 mind trip that that is, and the lack of any sort of feedback. Um, I mean, you for example, you know, you get an audition and say I have it for three days before I have to audition. Before I have to audition, and I'm carrying that, and say it's a dramatic role, so I'm carrying that and obsessing over it. I go in. Um, Someone gives me a minute, 30 seconds of their time. And then I leave and I don't ever hear again. I don't hear if it went well. I don't hear if it went really bad. I don't hear if there was anything I could do differently. I don't even hear if they made the project. I just don't ever hear it. And no one really tells you that. (laughs) So that must have been extremely hard because
0: you're wondering maybe why am I not picking up these roles? I've been Mm -hmm. modeling for a year or two now. Mm -hmm. And what can I be doing?
1: Yeah, I went one full year uh, without even a call back. So I must, I probably went on maybe 50 auditions and I didn't hear anything. Did you feel discouraged? Like,
0: this is not for me? Or were you thinking, this is what I'm getting into and I'm down? I just
1: didn't know what I was doing wrong. I mean, I was like, okay, um, maybe it's because I'm, you know, quote unquote, a white female. I don't know. Maybe it's because I I'm too tall, which has always been an insecurity of mine. I didn't know what else I could do, and I, I remember I was just agonizing over what else I could do to change myself, to make me desirable for a casting director. What, what, what can I wear, or what, how can I do my hair differently? Do I need to go back brunette, because I was blonde for a while, which was obviously fake. I was like, do I look too commercial? Like, I just mm-hmm. was obsessing over how can, what can I do differently to make myself fit? Um, I know now that there's no such thing. When did you learn that? Um, well, I, I've told you this story before, but I had an audition oh, I love this story. Shameless. <laughs> no, <laughs> Which when, was um, my first, I guess, like kind of big break, which was funny, because that came right around the year mark when I hadn't booked anything. And I not only booked anything, I didn't even get a callback. And in an audition process, there's, like my current show, I did 10 auditions for that. So I did audition, callback, casting director session, producer session, producer callback, and then network tests. So one year of auditions, I didn't get any of those. I didn't get anything, I didn't hear anything. Wow. So then I got this audition for Shameless, and um, the the description just said "bitchy lesbian." That's all it said. It didn't have anything else. Didn't break down like you know an age, or it didn't say like you know blonde, uh, um, short blonde, you know busty. It didn't say anything. Right. Like it had you're going Notice blind. So I was like, okay, well I'm not gonna get that. Because one, I don't necessarily associate as being lesbian, but I had developed my own kind of ignorant idea of what that should be. So I showed up to the audition and was like, why am I even here? I don't know this show. I don't have a script. I'm not going to get this. And I'm sitting in the lobby with all these girls that just looked nothing like me. So like shaved heads. um, There were girls that had like full sleeve tattoos, blue hair, hair. You told me piercings. Piercings, just everything, the whole spectrum, but everyone looks so different from me, and I just said, this is a waste of my time. Not that I am doing anything else, because I'll just probably be walking dogs, but it's a waste of my time, (laughs) Um, and I'm not going to get this, so... I was going over my, you know, little page of dialogue that I was given with no information and I said, "Okay, well, I'm obviously so not what they want considering how everyone else looks and what I whoever I think I am and what I think they want. Well, it's not me." So, it was one of the auditions that I didn't obsess over so much of you know, what do they want or what do they they want to see? I just said, since I'm not going to get this, I might as well just screw it and do whatever I would do or whatever I think this character would do without any sort of information. And it was one of the most bold auditions I've ever done. And I remember um, the character in the moment is, like, really frustrated because they're running late. And I, in the moment, was so frustrated that I was just like, screw you guys! And I walked out. I, like, left as if I was so You left people who were in what? the middle of the audition oh wow i was just like we're well, late oh my god and i like and i like walked out and, and you didn't return I, no i came back oh. i even remember like i had gotten so into it that i was standing outside of the door that i had just closed it but i was just like oh, my god. <laughs> i just left my own audition and anyways i came back in and i was like sorry and they were like that was that was amazing wow and i just said okay thanks like, peace, whatever, I'm not going to get this, like, see you guys never, go cast your lesbian, um, and by the end of that day, I had been put on hold by Showtime, that wow, I to be there. on Shameless with Emmy Rosen,
0: Jessica, mm-hmm. all those mm-hmm. p- people, that must have been incredible, so you get there, mm-hmm. what are your first thoughts on set, knowing who you're about to be working with?
1: I just, uh, you know, I'm a newbie, so I'm like only a little over a year out of school. I'm not a name. I'm around people that not only are much more quote unquote successful than I am, but know better, are working more than I am, um, have more years at this, are more recognizable, And I was just this newbie. And I even remember calling one of my acting professors and being like, what am I supposed to do on set tomorrow? And he's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, I got the job. Like, what do I do tomorrow? I have to be there at at 8 a.m. What do I do? And he's like, you do what you did in the audition. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Um, I mean, I panicked a little bit. I just hadn't. It was kind of my first time on a set with, with people like that. Is
0: there a sense of security? Like with sports, when we're put in the game, Mm -hmm. I feel like there's no security. I could just be pulled from the game at any minute when you're on set and they're filming, they can't just replace you. Right. I mean, familiarize me with this. If you were to have a terrible day, like hypothetically speaking, they couldn't just say we need a new girl to play bitchy lesbian. Oh, that happens all the time.
1: Really? Yes. Wow. So even after my pilot uh, that I did of my show of In the Dark, um, when they picked up the show to go to series, they called all of us to say, we've, we've, congratulations, we're, you know, C- the CW has bought 13 episodes, so we're going to go ahead and make the show. Um, but they recast one person.
0: Wow, after the first day of the yes. filming. That's crazy. That happens
1: all the time. And a lot of times, like even with Shameless, that was, I was only cast as, as a, I was only cast as a guest star for one episode and then based on how I did that's how I ended up doing more episodes but it was never guaranteed to me so sometimes based on how you do they'll either write less of you or write more of you so there's no guarantee every single day you're auditioning.
0: Wow so same thing same thing for an actor and athlete there's never Mm -hmm. this sense of I'm here I've made it you could get written off you could get pulled off. You can get a
1: call that says congratulations we're going to the championship but you're not playing. Yeah, And that's what happens all the time with pilots. So congratulations, we picked up your show, but we're recasting it.
0: So how did you even keep yourself sane during those 10 to 13 auditions you had for your current role as Murphy?
1: I think I wasn't afraid to ask for help or just say, um, you know, we had a different director for every episode. And I wasn't afraid to say, look, I don't really know how to do this scene. I don't really know how to approach this Um can you help me? Can you explain to me how you think, uh, are there options for this? Um, did you
0: ever feel self-conscious? Like if you asked those questions, they would question if you were the right choice. Like you should know
1: those things. Of course, definitely. And I even remember, uh, you know, there's even my co-star Rich Sommer is, you know, he's, kind of a big wig from um, Mad Men. So he's also a vet, and there's me that's like technically the lead, and yet I don't know nearly as much as him. Um, but I think just just respecting him and also looking to him and saying, you know, I'm 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 open to doing this with you, and when we both enter a scene, we're both not going to necessarily know how it's going to go unless we both are just open to finding it right then. What
0: was the work schedule like filming... The pilot
1: and then the following episodes. So to film it takes eight days to film this is this is a, generally speaking for most uh, network television, it takes about eight, it takes eight days to film a one hour episode. And so we did 12 episodes because we had already done the pilot after shooting first shooting season one and of 98 consecutive 16 hour shoot days. I did not work three. so I had three days off. Wow. Were you people don't understand which is so (laughs) crazy because there was a scene I remember when I'm in Toronto so it's so cold and there's a scene where my character is like laying in the alley of this like nasty dirt alley and it's snowing on me and I feel the sewer water from the alley running up my neck through my hair and I just feel it like lapping against (laughs) me and it's snowing on me and I'm laying in the dirt of the alley. I was like, I'm an actor. <laughs>
0: this is, they're like, I want this. They're like, Perry, your tears, the misery, <laughs> it's so real. You're doing a great job. You're like, this is actually but how it's I funny feel. because I just
1: thought about all the people that have said to me in the past, like, I really want to get into acting. I'm like, what part do you think you want? Because it is the, it is, yes, the moments of fulfillment are so wonderful and so uplifting, but it is some of the most, like, testing, challenging, like, it beats you up, you know, especially the the actual filming part of it. Okay, yes, the some of the award shows are great, or getting to walk down a red carpet and feel beautiful. Like, that's special, but that's such a small part of it. And I'm sure you feel like that as an athlete too. Like, yes, McKay Center is, like, really nice. <laughs> like, right, yes, right. You know, it's so fun to get the warm-up with the music, but, like, you don't see the other stuff. That goes into it totally.
0: Yeah. What was probably the most grueling moment that you experienced filming this first season that was kind of, like, similar to that? Like, this, you gotta make it through. Not every actor can make it through this
1: day. It was, there's a scene in episode six of In the Dark where I went into, Lake Ontario, and that was in, like, end of October, so... It's like a freshwater, very cold lake. And you can see there's a video that someone took where you can see if you turn to see the crew that's on the beach, they're all in like full parkas, like as if they're landing on the moon, like full, you know, <laughs> snow parkas. And I was in a bikini and I'm spreading ashes in the water. And we did it over and over again. And I was so cold, but I remember thinking, I don't want anyone to be able to say we could have gotten another shot but Perry was too cold, or there was a really cool drone shot we wanted to get from above looking over Perry, but she needed the day off, or I didn't want anyone to be able to say that I didn't try or that I didn't give it 100%. Um, so I, we did that quite a few times, and um, that, that was that, that was <laughs> really, really tough. Did you feel
0: sort of like you are the captain, like you are the lead? that every day if people are
1: looking towards you to set the standard. Yep, And, and for that very reason, I did something every episode called the crew member of the episode. So I would do a little announcement at the end of the episode and give a little gift and a card to one crew member because if I showed them that I was... Invested in our whole crew and that I was noticing was noticing them and it it would it would would never be a producer or a director it was someone like you know the um, the B cam dolly grip or the assistant in costuming in B unit or something like that it would it would be someone that wouldn't necessarily think they'd be noticed and I think I think showing everyone that it was it takes a village and we all need to show up and be responsible that sort of leadership, I wanted to make sure everyone knew that, you know, I needed them just as much as they need the actors. I mean, the actors are very small part of it.
0: So you go from calling your coach because you're not sure what to do your first day on set (laughs) to totally having the reins now in the dark. Mm -hmm. How did you get to that point? And when did you finally feel like you came into your own and that this was your ship and you were steering it?
1: I've I've said this before, too, about this role because, you know, they really stripped me of like my makeup. I don't they, you know, kind of put a rinse in my hair. So they lost all my highlights. Like I got really pale. They they didn't really cover up my acne too much. Like they would leave it to make it look real. Um, I was in a lot of just like hoodies and sweatshirts. And yet so I'm 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 this character, but physically I'm still Perry. It's still my body. It's still me. But I'm stripped of any sort of—I'm not made up at all—and yet I'm given the lines of a character that's like so vocal. So I was expected to be so bold and so vocal and confident and loud while in my most vulnerable physical form, if that makes sense. Totally. And that's never really happened to me before. Um, when I'm not really wearing makeup and I go to the store, I my head's usually down. I don't—that's not when I feel confident to go be like, hey, I see that you. Uh, You know, your shirt says Long Beach, I'm from Long Beach, like I will (laughs) hide from people, you know? And yet here I was, stripped of that, and yet given the voice of someone that is so bold and unapologetic. And it was very, very freeing for me. And I was in this vulnerable state, and yet everyone was looking to me to, to be told what to do next.
0: This brings up a great point. I'm really interested to see your answer. As an athlete, I feel like if mentally I'm not doing my best or my mental health is low, I could maybe compartmentalize and say, okay, my mental health's not in a good place, but physically, physically I can move my arms, move my feet, perform this task to the ability they want. As an actor, what your tool and your skill is, is your mentality, right? It's the character you're being, the emotions you're showing. So when your personal emotions aren't where you want to be, right? You just said your confidence is low, something's something's up. How do you manage tapping into a whole other mental persona and showing emotions that you really don't feel? I'm so interested because obviously, I obviously know nothing about acting, <laughs> but I feel like it's that mental toughness aspect is so similar for what you're doing and what an athlete does.
1: But I'm sure you would say there's there's a person that you can tap into on the court versus when you're off the court. I mean, there's there's definitely... Like an alter ego. Yeah, and there's definitely something that I have to work on to like snap in and out of, um, especially even with a character like Murphy, who is... A lot of it was was really heavy and was really sad, and I think if you don't learn to to snap in and, in and out of that, if you don't learn that when I'm on the court and I have to be this way, it's okay to snap out and say, I need a day to myself, or I just need... Um, I think you need to practice separating the two things and um it is really hard but I also think if, if once you're when you're on set and doing something if you don't get good at snapping out of that that's when I think things can get kind of messy
0: so as you say your style is you can be Perry and you can be Murphy on mm-hmm. set all day long mm-hmm. I've read some articles on I know famously Heath Ledger right he was the right. Joker mm-hmm. from 24 hours a day on set. And some people say, like, you know, that really affected uh, Heath because he was two people at once. Um, Do you have to be, like, a super skilled actor to be able to, in between scenes, snap into character and then snap into Perry?
1: I don't think it, it has anything to do with how skilled you are, but I think it's something you have to practice. And I think it's something that's important to get good at and make sure you work on because it can that can become really tough and that can get messy where all of a sudden the lines kind of blur. And that's why I think your support system out of set is really important. Did you have days
0: where you ever felt like you were in a funk? Like, I'm being Murphy, but I don't feel her. I don't feel like I'm the character in the way I want to be. Does that kind of... so they... many?
1: There were so many times where, you know, when you're doing take after take after take, usually you wait for a feeling that's like that was it. We got it next scene and there were some days where it just clicked and I felt that and then there were some days where I was just like um I don't know if this is the same show because I don't know where I am like I don't I've never acted before like I, there was just some days where it was so off but um I do have a I did have a professor at SC named David Worsofsky and he had said you can't always go based on a feeling. You know, you have to take your own feelings with a grain of salt sometimes. And so I usually always tell myself if I'm having a day like that, that's okay. Um, But I'll feel better when I wake up the next morning, and I usually do. Do you practice any sort of mindfulness? I'm working on it.
0: Because I'd be interested to know if when you're in a scene, sometimes like that funk you're talking about, if you're in the scene and you're thinking now grab the water, am I doing this right, what's my expression like, like, mm-hmm. are your thoughts going a million miles
1: per hour, it's in so, scene? it's so overstimulating, um, and then, you know, not only, not only is it, are you being told so many different things, then people are physically touching you, right, in so many different ways, there's someone, like, messing with your eyelashes versus, like, adjusting your mic and your back, and there's just, like, lights in your face, and then you're supposed to act natural with this other person and see what comes out of the moment. And, um, that's hard, that's hard to manage too.
0: I bet. I, I can't even fathom but having to I, memorize. But I'm sure you
1: feel the same way when you're on, on the but, court. Like but, you have,
0: what, how but, many people are on but there's one side s- with you? Six? But, but there's a sense of freedom, right? Like they've, they've trained me to know how to react to certain things and then it's game time and anything can happen, Versus you have your script. It's different, right? I think improv might be different. You Mm -hmm. put in hours for improv and then you improv comedy and you freeball a scene. But when you have it scripted, I don't know, is there a way you can... You could do a scene probably a million different ways. Mm -hmm. So you show up and then I think you have... It's interesting. You have to be in the state of here's the script but I also have to take into account what are their emotions, what are they feeding me, and then how am I going to deliver these lines?
1: And I also had a professor that said, your job is to make your other person look good. You are there to set them up to do a good job or for them to look good. So, I was uh, comparing that to whatever you do. I don't. I don't know the terms. <laughs> you are. A, you are the center. You are setting okay, up the s- spike. Set, sp- set bump. Spike. Is that the order? <laughs> bump. Set. Spike. Okay. Bump. Set. Spike. <laughs> um, I'm six, almost six feet tall and I never played volleyball. I screwed up. Anyways, (laughs) but, um, I felt like with my co-star Brooke, uh, I knew that she had my back and I knew that she was there to set me up to, so that, to feed my next punchline or I was there to help her so that, that fueled just enough emotion that it would help her get to where she needed to go by that line. So of course you did, because I
0: know you and you're a great human being and you're so <laughs> kind and
1: you're giving and you're generous, <laughs> but
0: there have to be actors that come mm-hmm. onto set and they want to be the star. Of course. And that, how do you, did you have any of those in In the Dark? You don't have to name them, but how is it working with people when you know they're not going to be bringing the same positivity and generosity that you are going to bring?
1: That definitely does happen, and its I'm sure it's just like teammates. You have selfish teammates. I am amazed
0: at how similar it is between acting mm-hmm. and athletics. I never thought they were
1: similar in so... In and I've said that, too, about this cast in general. I do feel like they're teammates to me. I do feel like um, we're an ensemble. And, yes, there's, there's definitely, like, I shoot more days than some of them, but I do appreciate that... Um, the storyline is something we're sharing, and it's going to be that much better if we share it. If someone tries to hog it, usually they don't come out as good. Did you have a moment where you learned that? Because I used to really be that person
0: that thought, spotlight's on me, I've got to want to do this, I want to win. And then I, I had certain encounters, I met certain people that influenced me, that I idolized, that lent a hand to me, and I said, oh my God, I've been doing this all wrong. Like I want to be like that, I want to include, I want to bring people with me. Were you
1: always this way, or did it switch for you? I think when I realized how much I didn't know, and when I realized, you know, especially being around all these, I'm the youngest by maybe nine years in my cast, so being around other actors that have, this is, you know, maybe their sixth pilot that they've done where this was my first pilot, Um, I just realized okay, you don't necessarily know everything. Um, it's okay to lean on these people, um, and you, I think I think, yeah, realizing it's gonna be that much better if you, if you do it together than if you try to figure it out all by yourself. Were you that way at USC when you were studying? What do you mean, like asking for help? Yes,
0: just giving and wanting peers to succeed.
1: It's something I'm still working on. I definitely am a little bit of like a perfect. I'm a perfectionist for sure. Um, and there'd be times where I'd catch myself wanting to give direction to one of my co-stars and say, yeah, but I feel like it'd be really good if you said it like this. Mm -hmm. And I'd be like, that is so not my job. And not only are you being paid to say it however you want to say it, but who the hell do I think I am over here telling you? How you should say your line. Right. And so I'd have to catch myself in that. But that was my own insecurity that the scene wasn't going to be good. That the scene was going to reflect poorly of me. But once I trusted these actors are there to make me look good. And their job is to make me look good as long as I let them do what they know how to do. And let them look good. Then the whole scene came out better. It's cool. Something else. I'm still working on.
0: Yeah. But you're you will be fine. I know you're such a great, like you're such a great person. Like from the moment I met you, you were just trying to make sure I felt welcomed. I felt all the ways you're explaining. Um, I was just going to ask, oh, so you are trying to make people look good Mm -hmm. with your performance. But I remember you telling me that in the casting process, you talk about your height. They were casting people after you, to make you look good yep. like height wise.
1: That was one of the first times that's ever happened to me. That they accommodated. Yeah. Besides, you know, even as a kid actor, I was five and nine when I was fifteen. So I felt uh I hadn't even had my first kiss yet and I was going out for like a girlfriend with a baby. Like you know, what? the and hot I girl like, and the Drake and Josh. Guy, guy, so they don't even know if I'm a boy or a girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I remember like going out for a lot of commercials and getting paired with a dad and you know because they they group you when you go out for commercials they'll say okay we need you know, we need a daughter a mom and a dad and a dog so you guys are gonna be group A you guys are gonna be group B I was always taller than the dad and the mom of course but the dad you know they pair us and I'm like well I'm not gonna get this because I'm way taller than my you know TV dad um, but when I got in the dark they reopened the uh, Casting process for the males and they requested six one or taller that's never happened to me and so when I went to go meet these guys to test with them I walked into the lobby where all these guys were you were waiting. like hello and they <laughs> I don't know I've said before they stood up and like they you know hey nice to meet you perry but they all shook my and I got so sweaty I was like I was like my heart started beating. it's I like a room of summer, like male models. Summer. I just I don't know it was like they were all there to to maybe be a fit for me. Yeah. I don't know, like, the pressure was off me. Like, I, the role had been given to me. But, again, you're always still auditioning because you never know. But this was now, they were auditioning, and I was there to see whether or not one of them was a good fit. But that's probably, the fact that they were, you know, some of them were 6'5", 6'4", 6'3", and I'm always the one that's awkward and way out of place, and that was one of the first times they had... Tried to find people to make me look good.
0: That's such an empowering feeling, right? You're sitting there cool. like, hell yes. That's
1: cool. They're accommodating me. I remember after, me. yeah, after I did a couple of reads with some of the different guys. They were, I was staying in the audition room with with the CBS people and CW people, and then the guys were rotating in and out of the room, and they would look at me and be like, which one do you like? And I was like, me? <laughs> uh, I don't know all of them. <laughs> um, but that's never something I get to be a part of.
0: So now you know kind of how you fit in Within the dark, and you know mm-hmm. what they're expecting of you. And I know you guys just got renewed for yes. another season. Congratulations, <laughs> that's so exciting. It's crazy. Do you have any idea where the storyline's going, or do you find out? I when do. I start? know uh,
1: it's our first season's going to go on Netflix right after it finishes airing on the CW. Which oh I my think gosh, will help a lot. That's because, huge. Um, the commercials, watching with commercials is just no way to live your life. Like, I downloaded the CW awful. app. I was okay. watching on the CW app. <laughs> it's just like the, the breaks in between where you get you get into it and then it breaks. So like, Like a Dove commercial, it's just like so off, right? Um, So when it goes on Netflix, you'll be able to binge it. And then um, I do know a little bit about about our um, about our season two, and uh, it's crazy, it's shocking, but I'm also really happy with it. But we're gonna start back up in August. That's so exciting. I've had a couple auditions though since filming, um, since being back that uh, have not gone well. (laughs) I don't think. Wow. Even
0: being like, yo, I'm the lead of this in the, in the dark CW, it doesn't matter. It doesn't go away.
1: What does I it think, go away? I mean, um, I've gotten a little more confident in, I guess there's this, you know, there's this obsession, especially with younger actors of trying, kind of jumping all over the place. But one of my, one of my co-stars while we were filming was saying he loves auditioning. And most actors hate it, right? It's like it's like the, the that's that's what your money goes goes to when you get paid. Like people say, you get paid to do the the tough stuff, which is the auditions. When you're actually on set filming, that's like paid vacation. But he was like, I actually really enjoy auditioning because that's me when I get to say, here's what I thought of it, and I get to show my take. And that's where you want to get to be. But most actors obsess over what they want, right? So how can I, you know? I've said that example before, too, where I spent hours trying to come up with an outfit that I thought was worked for that casting director. I didn't know if it was too preppy or not too preppy. I wanted to wear, like, a pink shirt, and I was like, maybe that's too much. Like, Maybe for wear a black shirt, curl my hair. Oh, that's too much curl. Like, I obsessed over it. And, of course, I didn't get that, and I think they could see that I was obs- I was unsure of my own take on, on that role. Mm-hmm. So... I've gotten a little more confident. I think having being encouraged on my own show has helped me feel a little more confident in what I have to offer. But that doesn't mean that with every new role that comes my way, it's not, what is this? And how, how do I, okay, what do you think they want for this?
0: Isn't it crazy that no matter how accomplished someone is or what they achieve there's always that sense of like self-doubt because I'm sure if we rewound and we talked to Perry first year out of school and we said yo you you would have thought if I'm auditioning knowing I just recorded a CW show as the lead I would walk in there with so much confidence Mm -hmm. yet here you are you have those things and it's still that battle
1: or have a billboard on sunset right now of me and yet I don't have a job so
0: it doesn't go away. <laughs> yeah. it's Well, cool you have your season two. Well, but that but, was before I knew. But it's like even, that was always my thing with volleyball. No matter what I accomplished, mm-hmm. what game we won, whatever stat, whatever, I still was like, am I good enough?
1: Um, like, am I going to play? Like- and so trying to remember as an actor that your your jobs aren't going to be, whether or not you're told you're right for a part or not right for a part, That's that can't be what fulfills you. That can't be what gives you your sense of purpose because I've even seen how those problems change. I remember my first year out of school, if only I could get a call back, I'd feel better. I'd, I'd, I'd wake up feeling better about myself, like I'm doing the right thing. Then it was, if only I could get a producer session which means after my callback, I get called back again. Then it was, if only I could just get a guest star, just one day on a show. Then it was, oh my God, if only I could just get four episodes in a row. <laughs> then then it was, if only I could get a pilot. Then I get my pilot, oh my God, if only it got picked up. Like, it doesn't go away. <laughs> yeah. And then we did the season, and then it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm a lead on my show, and I'm in Toronto, and I'm like, what's gonna happen when we wrap? I'm not gonna have a job, I'm gonna be back to like, not knowing what comes next. That's why you got to inj- as hard and as it is, And then it was is, if only the only we get could get a season two. You know, so that doesn't go away. So I'm st- I'm still learning and still working out on working on how to find that sense of security and in, in not knowing and just feeling confident in in what I have to offer. It, no matter how much time passes in between. Um, you know, I have I've been out for. Quite a few movies since I've gotten back and I haven't gotten any. In your own life, do you feel like
0: you are confident in Perry and who you are as a person? Because it sounds like when you go to these casting auditions, you know, you said you're a little unsure. What do they want? What do they want? In your own life, not as an actress, are you fully at peace with who you are and what you bring to the table?
1: Mm, Not yet. I don't necessarily think I ever will be 100%. But I do feel like, especially this role in a Weird Will in a weird way has given me some confidence of that, especially because, like I said, I was stripped. Physically, I was, like, stripped and in a very vulnerable place, yet I was required to speak up. And so that has definitely, you know, brought that into my own life because I feel a little bit more confident when I don't have my makeup on or, like, when I don't feel that great. I'm just like, well, Murphy would say something. Yeah. You're... And I am Murphy. So, like, <laughs> that that's helped. But, I mean, I'm still... Um, I went to uh, when we had our upfronts, which was in New York, like two weeks ago. I, my stylist wanted me to wear um, four-inch heels, and I wouldn't do it. That's still something I'm working on. I just was like, I don't know why. I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable. And she's like, but Perry, you're going to be walking on the red carpet by yourself. I'm like, yeah, but what if I interview someone and they're uncomfortable because I'm so much taller than them? And she's like, who cares? Yeah. But I still that that was as Perry. But I couldn't do it. I just couldn't get myself. I'm still working on that. I'm still trying to find confidence in my own skin. But there's something very freeing about getting to put on a mask of someone else. And you're still physically them, but you're given a voice that's not yours interesting it's like you're getting an opportunity through someone else through Mm -hmm. a different door and I am so hypersensitive about what other people think or like how I make other people feel like are you okay are you coming are you having having a good yes I'm having the best time (laughs) I'm just thinking about how amazing you are (laughs) but that's that's something of who I am so this character who's like I'm good I don't like care yeah your character doesn't give flying anything so you know I I'm I'm afraid to, I I, I am afraid to ask for help sometimes too. And so like the fact that my character was, you know, not only is she more bold and unapologetic, but then there were times where I had to say, I was afraid to say that I need you guys to stop cutting my hour lunch in half um, because I didn't want to upset anyone, but I needed an hour for quiet time in my trailer. Were they just calling you in for extra? Uh, uh w- while we have time, let's get an extra fitting, or since we have an hour break today for lunch, why don't we uh, have you do some voiceover stuff? And I I was afraid to say, actually, I really need to take care of myself. Right, that's just, just your hour, need. you probably legally get it. I legally get it, um, <laughs> but if I waived it, if I said okay, then I could you know, go like an unpaid half hour kind of or just give that away and I that it took me a little while to be able to speak up for myself and say I I need to just either meditate or just take some time in my trailer by myself to just have quiet
0: you have yeah you have to walk in and
1: say this is my hour I need my hour but that's self-care that that is hard at least for me it's hard to to ask for, I guess, or to say. Just like I said, I didn't want anyone to say, we couldn't get that shot because Perry was too cold. Well, next season, if I do get frostbite again, I'll probably tell them we need to cut. (laughs) I did it last (laughs) time. Oh
0: my gosh. It's hard. It's hard as any person to ask for it. It's hard as a female on a set Mm -hmm. to ask for it, especially if you're going to a male superior. Mm -hmm. It's hard as a newbie. I think it's we constantly... Can find reasons why we are not deserving or why we shouldn't ask for something mm-hmm. in our and lives. And again, I felt
1: there were times on set where I just felt, my God, I've. Thinking back to that first year where I couldn't get a call back and I was walking dogs and babysitting and working in a restaurant and just thinking, all I wanted was this. All I wanted was to be on a set. And now I'm getting worked. Like, and how dare I complain? Yeah. So there's that fine line between. My gratitude for where I was and where I'm still heading, but at the same time, not being afraid to take care of yourself and not being afraid to ask for help or to say, you know what, if you don't mind, can you please drop me off at the grocery store tonight because I need to get some green beans? I don't know, <laughs> something like that. that I, I just wouldn't do it. I would say, yeah, I'd say, it's I would... okay, you can just drop me off at home and then I'll walk. Yeah. But by the end of the season, I said, do you mind? Like, it's on the way, I just need to run in. Like, it's not chocolate. Like, it's mine. <laughs>
0: it's, it's so true when you say we have these goals and then we get there and then we either want more or we're not satisfied. Mm-hmm. If you told me I would have played libel at USC, that was my dream. I get there. I'm unhappy. Yep. I'm wanting other things. Mm-hmm. Like You get uh, there. Why am I not
1: starting? And then yeah. I,
0: well, okay. Well, okay. But, um, then you feel guilty. Mm-hmm. Why am I, why feeling am I not the way? captain? I should be happy yep. about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's just,
1: crazy. And that's how, that's how it still is. Like, you, you know, you wrap your season. And like I said, I haven't, I haven't gotten any of the movies I've auditioned for. Um, could you do that?
0: Could you film your second season and a movie at the same time?
1: So uh, while we're on hiatus, like I've been on hiatus since I came back. So that's when I can try to fit a movie in if I, if I get one. Um, but then once we go back, there's no way I can do anything else.
0: Have you developed this post self-talk of, no no worries, there's another audition, or then that wasn't meant to be? Or do you leave thinking, damn it, I really wanted that? This is
1: something that actors uh, talk about where they think every job is their last. You know, and they say their goodbyes. You know, I had a good run. Uh, It'll be one commercial that shoots for two days, and they'll say, you know, that was... If I ever thought about being an actor, I, I got a taste of it, and, <laughs> and I'll go on my way, and you know, I'll, so there's that feeling of, like, everything's, it, it's all, it's going to be your last, but that's why I think it's so important to find, find other ways of for fulfillment. For that, for me, it's my animals, for, for other, you know, for other they have people. dogs. I have a cat and a dog. Aww. Um, they get along. They get along. It's so myth that dogs and cats don't get no, along. No, it just, you just have to work at it. Um... So there's, or for me, it's like I said, my friends, it's, it's, I, um, the ocean, it's, I love gardening, like, I don't know, it's just. I think it's having that, at all,
0: once you realize that no matter what you get, I think you have to, you have to get something you really want, your pilot, the team, whatever, and then you realize, okay, this is not going to fulfill me, this is not the missing piece inside myself, and then you realize, oh, wow, that's just something I have to manifest every single day because all Mm -hmm. these other things are going to come and go.
1: And then you feel good, and you feel good about yourself because you have your own show, and then you go audition for a movie, and they say, uh, no, she's great, but we're going to pass. You're like, what? (laughs) Like, what? Okay, well, then what, you know? (laughs) So it has to come from something else, and I don't necessarily... That doesn't mean that sometimes I don't feel like I still don't know what that is because that doesn't mean that sometimes I don't still wake up and I'm just in a funk and I just don't feel great about myself or I don't feel like I'm moving ahead enough. I recently went on vacation and there was one morning where I woke up and I felt like I was having a little bit of an anxiety attack because I wasn't, I hadn't done anything. I hadn't worked out. I hadn't read any scripts. I was like, you know, laying on a beach drinking and I felt really bad about myself. I got really mad at myself and I... I don't know I had to kind of talk myself out of that, of, like, it's going to be okay. It's okay to have fun sometimes. It's okay to um, enjoy yourself a little bit. But there's this, like, weird idea of what you're supposed to be doing versus how much you can be doing versus... So that doesn't go away. I don't think it goes away. It's just managing it. I totally relate to not even being able to enjoy a movie because <laughs> you're like, there's a million things I should yeah. be doing right now. Like I can't watch a movie. No, there's so much TV I should be watching too, but I don't because I'm like, if I lay horizontally and enjoy myself, <laughs> I am a loser. <laughs> that's no. not true. Yeah, it's just. Um, do I'm you
0: think, still figuring? Do it you out. think it's because we? Ca- I don't know if maybe you're seeing on social media people are doing things, your friends are doing things, then we think that if I'm watching a movie or if I'm laying at the beach. The rest of the world's moving and improving, and I'm staying here. Especially when
1: I, you know, I obviously follow a lot of actors on uh, social media, not necessarily that I know, but I follow a lot of people that I look up to and seeing, oh, this photo shoot flying here, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Like, uh, it's 1030. (laughs) I have not gone up. I haven't showered in three days. (laughs) (laughs) I just really start to beat myself up. Yeah. Yeah. but even at the top, those people,
0: I'm sure they have their problems. And well, and I
1: i remember calling Emmy from Shameless after I we're still pretty close, and I called her. Or I don't remember who called who, but she was just like, what's up, any auditions recently? And I was like, yeah, I've gotten turned down from every single one. <laughs> How are you? And she's like, you know, that still happens to me, right? And I said, what do you mean? And I'm like, you know, I went all the way to the end for this movie that I thought I was going to get callback, you know, second callback producer session, whatever. And then they said I wasn't a big enough name. So it wasn't even something in my control. Right. It wasn't a creative choice. They said, you are the right creative choice. You are funny enough. You are, you know, had the moments of drama enough. We loved what you did with the role, but you're just not a big enough name. People won't go go pay to see you. Mm. So they just straight offered the part to someone who didn't audition. Someone who hadn't even read the script. They just said, we'd love for you to do this. If you're in, here's, you know, 50K, whatever. Didn't even have to audition after I had gone all these lengths. That's happened multiple times to me. Anyways, Emmy said that still happens to me. That stuff is out of your control. Like it doesn't matter. Like all you can do is focus on the work. All you can do is make sure that you've done what you can with what's given to you and that is the text. Other than that, it's out of your control.
0: One day, you're going to be the one they're calling, saying, Perry Matfield, we want to give you this
1: role. And then some other girl in her little apartment is going to be like, starting to happen. They gave it to Perry. They're (laughs) They're going to... She's (laughs) famous. They've started sending me scripts. They're so bad. They're, like, the worst scripts ever. Who started sending you scripts? Like... Like, I've, I've I've just now started to get to the point where scripts get sent to me. Oh, like, yes. Do you, like, Slay. we'd love to have you if you Snap want to do that. They are the shittiest, worst scripts <laughs> ever. That's okay. But that was still... You're that was still, still getting the them. That was for me. Maybe you could... Yeah.
0: I don't know. Maybe you could add... you Take it and then make your
1: tweaks. We're going to change There's everything. There's one right now that I'm actually really excited about. But Ooh, I think... It, I think um, Again, that doesn't go away. I will never be able to know exactly what's next. I think just with time, you get better at managing the in-between.
0: Well, thank you so much. I feel like this was <laughs> absolutely fantastic. I love learning about other professions, other crafts, other mastery. And I truly was like just so amazed with everything <laughs> you've you. done, everything you've accomplished, it's not easy at all. Like it is not I have easy a long way to go. at
1: all. I have a long way to go. But I I think I think just like you, you know, what kind of work goes into your performance and I think that's very similar. Um, as much as you put in the chances of getting something awesome out of that are, are pretty high.
0: Well, thanks, Perry. <laughs> We're so <laughs> happy that we had you on hashtag real Hashtag real pod. You're always welcome.
1: You know, if I learn even some when, new things. Once, I'm once
0: happy you win you. your Oscar, you owe us an episode, okay? okay? <laughs> because we I'm were here from the too. start. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode of #RealPod. I hope you loved Perry just as much as I did. She's seriously so cool, so mindful, so down to earth. I'm so happy that you got all the way to the end. Make sure to give it five stars if you haven't already, and come back next
1: Tuesday for another episode.